Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. So one of my dermatology PA friends named Amy Jones, I interviewed her um, early in my podcast career. She sent me a podcast the other day and she's like, you have to listen to this. So I listened to it while I was driving to therapy, as one does, and it was so good. So it's about, it was an interview with a lady named Annie Duke. So Annie has written a book called Quit, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away. And she is a poker champion. So she was getting her PhD. She quit. She was getting it in cognitive, uh, oh, I guess cognitive psychology. So she quit that and she became a poker player and she got really good at it. Like she learned all the mind games and all the um, statistical rules and all that that go into poker. And she like won the world series on poker. So anyway, she apparently knows when to walk away because that's one of the key things you need to know in poker. But I thought this would apply to so many of you who are considering quitting. So I took some notes for you. You're welcome. All right. So one of the things she said that I jotted down was, if you are thinking about quitting, chances are good, but not 100% that you are past the point of needing to quit. Can I get an amen? I just talked to a friend who quit her job about three weeks ago. And do you think she said, I really am having second thoughts? No, she said, I should have quit in January. I should have quit before that, before this. Um, it's one of those things where, okay, picture you're dating somebody and you're having this thought like, ah, I think, I mean, maybe we should break up. Yes, you should break up. <laughs> maybe not with marriage. With marriage, you need to go to marriage therapy first. Give it a good, 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 solid try. Um But if you're thinking about quitting your job, chances are good that you are past the point of needing to quit. She said when she talks to people about their jobs, because I guess I guess she also does some coaching, um, two things that people say why they won't quit. They say, I've invested so much time and money. But she says this is a sunk cost. So she went into this whole like what this means in terms of probability and economics and all this stuff I didn't really understand. 
but she, she basically said, it's gone. Like you can't get that time back. You can't get the money back, the effort, like all the blood, sweat, and tears. You're not getting it back. So think about the future instead of the past. Think about what you would waste if you stayed there or if you stayed there without making changes. So um, I'll, I'll give you the other one and then I'll go back and give you an example. Okay, the second thing people say when, they, when they're thinking about quitting, but they're scared to, they say, what if it's not better than my current job? Like, what if I regret it? And I had this thought, like when I was at one job and I was thinking about leaving, I mean, I was terrified that the grass would not be greener and that I would regret making that decision. And she gives the example of an ER physician who had switched from clinical medicine, seeing patients in the ER, to working in administration for this hospital. And she said that this lady was pretty miserable. And she said these two things, I've invested so much time and money, or maybe not money, but she said, I've invested so much time. I've had to learn all these new things um, but she can't get that back. And so she had been offered a job with another like hospital working in the ER. So not administration. Um, and she said, what if I regret it? And so this very smart lady, Annie Duke, poker player lady said, okay, well, let's look at the statistics. Let's look at percentages. Okay. What percent chance do you think there is of you what is the chance that you'll be happy at this job the same job that you're at one year from now and without hesitation this ER doctor said zero zero percent chance that I'm going to be happy working in the same job a year from now and then Annie Duke said what are the chances that you'll be happier if you take this new job and the ER doctor thought about it and she said I mean, maybe like, I don't know, 50-50 chance that I'll be happy. And so Annie said, okay, well, I mean, 50% is higher than 0% chance, right? And this makes so much sense. I'm going to totally steal this from her. I'll give her credit. But it makes sense to think about it this way. And I would have to agree when I was thinking about leaving my job, I was terrified that the grass wouldn't be greener. but I knew it would be a little bit greener. I knew there would be patches of green. And so I made the change. And I think if you look at it like that, like you're not looking for 100% certainty that you are making the right choice and that that will be your choice forever. Like it's going to fulfill every need and want that you have as an employee or whatever. Um, if you don't look at it like that, if you just look at it as like, okay, let me look at what I currently have versus what my next possibility could be in terms of percent. Okay. Um, the other thing she said, I love this. Anything with the word kill in it sounds kind of sexy and badass. So she said, all right, there's something called kill criteria. How long is this situation? So she Okay, kill criteria. This is basically when you come up with um, certain criteria, like which criteria would have to change or would have to turn around in order for me to stay. So if you're not ready to leave yet, 
she says, think about um, six months from now or a year from now. What would have to turn around to make me say, yes, this is actually going okay? And write those down. Write down what would have to change by what date. So within a year, they're going to have to offer me health insurance. Or within a year, they're going to have to hire more help for me. And get really specific about that because you will convince yourself that, well, I mean, you know, things do seem to be improving and, I mean, I don't really have other options. Y'all know what we do. We do this. We, our brains, are scared to death of change. Change means, or it meant, you know, um, if in uh, prehistoric times, that you could get eaten by a hippo on your way to the river if you went a new direction you weren't accustomed to. So your brain will try to convince you that it's not that bad, that you don't need to change. You don't need to go off and do something new. You're going to get killed by a hippo. So that's why you have to have these kill criteria. You have to write it out or get somebody to, you know, a coach or accountability person to help you with this. The other thing is you need to know what kill criteria you would have for knowing you have to leave. So if they haven't changed X, Y, or Z in three months, then this is going to be a persistent state and you are, you're just like living in the clouds if you think things are going to change. I love this. I like that it's concrete and I like that it can be um, visible. Like, um, you know, you can see it on paper, so you can't argue with that. Um, let's see, what else did she say? What would be the inputs to get me a good outcome? Yeah, so, okay, what she's saying now is like, what would I have to put into this situation in order to get a good outcome? So you can't just like wish that things would change and like say, okay, well, X, Y, and Z have to change, but then you don't actually go talk to your supervisor or you don't um, ask for a raise. So you have to, you know, write out what, it, what am I going to put into this situation? You need to make really clean criteria. You might need to get outside help. If you ask a friend or a family member, make sure they have your best interest in mind. Because, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. But when I told my mom I was cutting back to part-time, do you think she was, A, super cheerful and encouraging? Do you, <laughs> do you think she was, B, a little wary and concerned? And maybe she even brought up finances and family stress and husband's um, tendency towards depression. Or do you think she see, um, change the subject? All right, she did B. And, you know, I, I love her and I appreciate her um, being very realistic with me. But you got to be careful who you talk to. So um, give whoever it is permission for them to tell you the truth. And imagine that they're going to tell you something you don't want to hear. Are you still willing to tell them? Are you still willing to ask what they think? Um, and then, you know, you have friends, friends who are super supportive. I call them your front row friends. They're the ones who are like supporting you no matter what. And then you have friends who are sort of 
uh, in the back row. Like they, they care, but they're not like a hundred percent there for you all the time. Like maybe they're thinking, will I still get my Botox discount? This is, I made that up because I don't actually do Botox, nor do I give anybody a discount on Botox. But if I did, I'm sure there are certain people who would be thinking that. Okay, the other thing, and I, I have to say, Annie, I use this one too. What advice would you give to your own daughter, your own niece, your own best friend, if they were in this situation? And somebody, I think it was a therapist, asked me this when I was at one of my jobs. and my without hesitation i blurted out i would tell her to run like get away from there don't look back get your butt out of there and that's a good thing to ask yourself if you're thinking about quitting or maybe you're not thinking about quitting maybe you're just sort of um you're just sort of not sure so that not sure area can be even harder than i think i want to quit so if you're in that not sure area, ask like, yeah, what advice would you give your daughter? And you'll be surprised. I mean, the voice that answers that question is usually like your inner wise person. And y'all, I apologize. I just realized I still have in my Invisalign. And so if it sounds like I was speaking with a lisp today, that's why. Um, well, that's all I have for you today. So if you, I, I'm going to get this book. I hate that I haven't read it yet. It's by Annie Duke, Quit, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away. And if you're in this situation, my heart goes out to you because I know how that feels. It sucks. It really does. And if you are thinking about hiring a coach, reach out and I'll see. We'll schedule like a free little mini session and we'll see if we're a good fit. And it'll be confidential. I mean, I might mention you on the podcast. I'm just kidding, sort of. I won't mention your name and I change details. So sometimes I will say a client I just talked to when it's really been like two years ago, or I'll use one of my guy friends and really it's a girlfriend or, you know, so I change details. Um, hopefully y'all never know who I'm talking about because a lot of people live in other places. Um, Anyway, I'm rambling, so I will talk to y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.